In our episode today, we have Shalini Singh, founder of And We Met, a service for single Indians living in India or overseas who are 25 years and above looking to find long-term relationships. Shalini comes with three decades of professional experience, starting her career as a kindergarten teacher, followed by a stint in corporate in marketing to forming her own marketing and communication firm and now building And We Met. I'm excited to learn more about Shalini and her plans. Shalini, welcome to Be Curious with Shishti. Thank you so much for inviting me, Shishti, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Cool. My first question to you. From your profile, I can see that you have been in corporate industry for a long time and then you started your own venture. So what was your motivation to do startups? So Shishti, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Okay. And as for startups, you know, I think startups are built because, you know, one sees an ignored or an unfulfilled need in the industry that you're passionate about. So coming to what I'm building, the online medium, I think, is extremely compelling to find a long term partner. However, it's turning people off because of the extent of fake profiles, thereby creating mistrust in the system. And we at Met know that this calls for a change and are working towards making finding a partner easy and fun. Yeah, so like how is And We Met different from existing matchmaking platforms? I get this asked very often. So not necessarily one has to be different from existing, you know, matchmaking services, all right? But what I'd like to tell you about And We Met is that it's exclusively for single Indians living in India or overseas who are looking for a long-term relationship, be it marriage or domestic partnership, which is also called, uh, you know, has another name called live-in, which by the way is legal in India, or companionship. Companionship is not talked about much, but there are a lot of couples who seek companionship, which means that whilst you're in a committed relationship, you live under separate roofs instead of living uh, in the same home. Also, I'd like to mention that, you know, what I'm building and we met for urban Indians that are 25 years and above, where we have implemented measures to benefit our subscribers, which include a feature that allows our subscribers to interact with each other, even before they decide to direct message or, you know, and we also have security features such as verifying every profile. We also want our subscribers to know that we have their back and will go to any lengths to keep them safe. So be it a male or a female subscriber, we give them an option to keep us informed on the time and location of their meeting venues, allowing us to keep a check on their safety. And lastly, we provide, you know, service for background checks if our subscriber asks for it. Yeah, this is good. So from the explanation, I understood that you make sure that uh, your subscribers are safe. So you take the location info from your subscriber, but let's assume that there's a problem. Then like, how do you figure out and make the subscriber safe? What's the system around that? We ask them for their meeting details. We definitely recommend them to meet up in a public place. We also Mm -hmm. ask for a backup number. And in case we don't call, we know who to alert and how to take this ahead. It hasn't happened till now, and we hope it doesn't happen. But we have the backs of our subscriber. 
Okay, that's really awesome. Like it really helps, and being able to feel safe when you are going to meet a new person who you are excited to meet, but since it's the first time, that sense of security it makes you feel safe and be yourself as well. So that's very nice. So since you are in this field of say matchmaking for uh, like people who are older than twenty five year old and stuff, so I want to understand. Like you must have data, and then you have experience. So I want to understand, like, what does it mean to be in a relationship for different age group people, like a sixteen-year-old, a twenty-five-year-old, and someone who is in relationship for a long time. Let's assume for a fifty-year-old person. This is a very heavy question. Okay, so yeah. like I'm saying that somebody who's been in a relationship for a long time the question is are they in a happy and a healthy relationship or are they in just a relationship because they're expected to be in one right but you know basically what you're trying to ask and help me understand is what does it mean to be in a relationship at different stages of life so while you're mm-hmm. in your teens while you're in your 20s or maybe you know in the latter part of your life like in your 40s and 50s is that correct yeah yeah all right how i look at it is i think it's exploratory while you're in your teens right you're trying to figure out yourself and you know your wants and i mean you're just trying to figure out you don't understand the true meaning of romantic relationships because romantic relationships call for responsibility of sorts and what i would like to say is that for those who the same set of people who've already explored romantic relationships in their teens what we hope is that if they're still single and are in their mid 20s or like say in their 30s 40s or 50s we hope that they do it with more awareness of what they seek from a relationship and awareness of what they bring to a relationship right mm-hmm. having said this i think it's a myth that all experience relationship in their teens or their 20s so not everybody has had a romantic relationship though it's assumed right so there's so much of talk about love and all of that the fact is that the first romantic relationship can be experienced at any age it could be 20s 30s 40s or even 50s and this is because you know people may have different priorities in their lives or may mm-hmm. not be ready to be in one mm-hmm. right so at any time a relationship starts with you know exploration attraction friendship which may lead into something long term and i'd also you know though it's not related to your question you know i'd like to mention that getting intimate is not a sign of something long term right because a lot of people think that you know if intimacy has happened okay that means it's assumed there is something long term and so you know irrespective of how your age it's important to have open conversations about the relationship versus living with the assumption in your head okay so when i think about myself for me my first 25 30 years has gone without even like thinking of getting into relationship and i only started exploring and talking to boys was when my parents started looking for marriage so i had a lot of friends but i never thought of them as person who yeah. yeah yeah for girls like those like i have never explored so 
I was not sure when I was going to get married. I was not sure whether it would be the right decision because I I don't know people. I didn't know how to judge people and all those things. So, how, what do you suggest to girls and boys like me? Because like some some of us like keep on studying and never explore this part of the world, especially in India. Let's go back to what you just said. Is that you know. till you were in your mid 20s you never even thought about being in a relationship it was not that you were against it it was not a priority for you and having said that i am sure people around around you were in relationships right now you mm-hmm. were someone who felt very secure and happy within yourself and when you were nudged asking that hey why aren't you thinking about being in a relationship then you started exploring mm-hmm. right so some and which is absolutely normal now i want to try and understand did you feel lesser of a person because you didn't have a partner or you were not in a romantic relationship no i was just nervous when i was looking for people to marry i'm very lucky that i got my husband <laughs> and all those things i'm very happy with him and stuff but when during the phase of like searching a person with uh, whom i can spend my whole life with that's a like a big commitment and i was scared if the person is not going to be a good person or if my life will become what i want to be so i'm very ambitious and career oriented and all those things and that was a big priority for me i didn't know like after getting married would that still be the priority or it would change and stuff so i was very scared of getting into relationship or like marriage and stuff yeah so shrishti first thing is my earlier question was that did you feel less of a person in your teens and 20 early 20s when you were single while your friends may have had a partner did you let's address that did you feel less of a person at that time no not there exactly you, there you go so what i'm just trying to say is that the first time it's not necessary that you know there are a lot of people even in their 20s have not experienced romantic relationship right what we just talking about is that you know it's a myth that every individual experiences a relationship in their teens or in their 20s as i said the romantic relationship can be experienced at any age okay got it right now coming to your question about you being fearful and scared about choosing a partner you said i consider myself lucky hmm. i tell you there are more good people than bad people so we keep hearing horror stories correct yeah do we hear happy stories we don't right yeah, very few yeah right? so the more so because we are hearing horror stories we tend to overthink okay let's look at the life of a long term relationship okay the life of a long term relationship is you know beyond 50 years all right and you've just started and entered into a relationship all right yeah. and everything is going great and i hope it goes great when but there will be challenges and there could be ugly challenges that you face it is that's when your relationship is tested okay so it is then when it is tested and it's at that time you need to put you know your mind into it on how to it's then it will be up to you that would you like to save it salvage it or you'd like to just amicably move ahead right 
and and in a relationship now you think about a relationship of let's take your parents relationship i am sure if you ask them they were very different when they met each other versus you know how they are today right so it is important for you to have a long relationship it's important for you to keep looking at the health of it okay so let's just take a very very small example right why do we work out why do we eat healthy because we want to stay fit correct it's because we don't want the illness and we have to so if if we don't look after ourselves we end up becoming unhealthy yeah correct and we could be living for let's say 70 years 80 years 90 years all through our 90 years we need to look after our health so yeah. similarly both of you need to look after your relationship so fearing it does not help am i making sense yeah so now after getting married like i'm not that much uh, scared uh, because i'm very happy with my partner okay so shishti let's say yeah. two years from now yeah he is not supportive you want to do something and he is not supportive what yeah. happens then i think like we will sort it out correct yeah correct so yeah. that is what i am saying is even before entering into a relationship you know i would like to touch upon at some point looking for a partner but you know when you come about you know if you're talking about what is a relationship from a perspective of a male or a female or a boy or a girl okay you know we need to keep in mind that both of you the men and women both of them are looking for the same thing they're looking for a happy healthy and a long lasting relationship there is no different in the asks all right the yeah. important bit is learning how to communicate constructively so for example if you you know you have a great relationship everything but you know if you want to put your point across and if you're just yelling or threatening it's going to impact your relationship so it's important to learn how to communicate constructively all right okay. and also you know it's also important to understand what we are seeing today the gender roles are becoming fluid in a relationship okay which means that you know we are seeing all kinds of relationship and like i said the two need to decide how they want to make it for themselves so where we see the couple is ambitious yet they take time and you know they learn how to balance their personal life okay mm -hmm. there could be a scenario a couple where the woman is way more ambitious than the man okay wanting to reach professional heights while the man is opting to you know taking a back seat and supporting his partner okay mm -hmm. then we also have you know relationships where you know men opt to be homemakers where the woman is a primary bread earner mm -hmm. and we also have the traditional setup where the man is the primary bread earner and the woman manages the home so what i'm saying is we are seeing a lot of change okay and like i said at the end of the day the ownership lies on the couple to make their rules and to make their relationship work okay that is like very good perspective and it really helps okay so what are your suggestions for those people who are looking for long term relationship you know shishti i get asked this by so many people 
And when I'm saying so many people, I am saying people who've already, you know, been in earlier relationships and it's not worked out and across age groups. So I actually wrote tips, you know, for singles looking to enter a, you know, a long-term relationship and it's on the Andy Med blog, but allow me to touch upon it briefly. I break it down for those who are looking into a long-term relationship. If they follow these steps, I can kind of vouch that they could find someone like-minded definitely in 90 to 120 days okay and so the first step is you know they need to understand themselves and and you know need, need to actually make a note on what they seek in a partner what are you know their must-haves their deal breakers their wants their preferences just for example like do they wish their possible match to be a provider caregiver or an equal partner what are they looking for? Are they looking for marriage, domestic partnership or companionship? Because you need to find similar people looking for the similar things, right? So if you do this, this will narrow your search and save you a lot of time in the long run. And it's very, very important to reflect within and take an honest inventory of yourself that what is it that you bring to the table? So like self-awareness is very, very important. This is the first step. The second step is, creating a list of negotiables and non-negotiables, right? So what are your must-haves and deal breakers? You know, so for example, answer the tough questions, like are you okay with someone who's living with parents? Okay, what personality traits are you looking for? What about the physical traits? Are you okay being the primary financial provider? Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So once you've created an exhaustive list, you work towards, you know, keeping the negotiable list longer versus the non-negotiable list. And, you know, something that can enter a negotiable list is like, you know, height of a person, of the individual, color, uh, you know, your complexion that is so huge in India, right? Or someone, you know, who's been married before. This could all be in the negotiable thing, while the non-negotiable could be you know, someone who's kind, someone who's empathetic. This ideally should come in the non-negotiable list. And the last step, I highly recommend if you're looking for something long term, be a part of one or two, maximum two service providers. And, you know, when you create your profile over there, please be as honest as you can, share accurate information, kindly share photographs of how you look now, versus you looked in your teens or 10 years earlier. Another very important thing is try and spend minimum 30 minutes, you know, per platform every day. So it could be 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes. You got to do this religiously. So that's why I said you could then, I talked about 90 to 120 days, right? Also, when you are on the platform, please, you know, I would recommend and request go beyond photographs. Everybody doesn't photograph well. All right. Read what has been written and go back to your negotiable and non-negotiable list as well. Right. So read what they have communicated. Yeah. And if you do like some a possible match, when you start your chatting with them, please do not just, you know, mostly people do hi, hello, what's up. Please go beyond it. Have a conversation. And if all goes well, ask for a video call. And if this goes well, you know, have a physical meeting. And, you know, if you live in the same country, I think you should ideally meet between two to three weeks. 
and if you live in two different countries then it should you should try and meet up in about 45 to i would say you know 45 days so these are the three tips which i talk about um you know one is you know understanding yourself self awareness number two is creating a list of negotiables and non negotiables and the last one is don't sign up on this i mean instead of saying don't sign up sign up on like one or two platforms and give it all that you have chalini i would like to come back to and we met i'm curious to learn about its business model all right so the business model is still evolving andimet was launched in late 2019 and has been in kind of hibernation till september 2022 there are a lot of things planned as we enter 2023 uh, starting with launching of the app as we are currently on the web and also some uh, interactive features uh, having said this the current business model is subscription based and our our online and offline single meetups cool so what happens in the meetups in general so the meetups it's kind of curated we invite it and it's by invite only the where we invite if it's an online meetup we invite 7 to 10 men and 7 to 10 women an offline meetup sees about 30 people where 15 men 15 women we play games we have icebreakers we allow them to get to know each other better we have one on one interactions and this is all done anonymously they don't have to share their details in case and then they come back to and we met to let us know that they'd like to know certain people so we take consent from both the individuals and once we have the consent we connect them and then they take it ahead that's an awesome idea like to find someone new coming to a question i ask to like all my entrepreneur guests how difficult or easy is it to start a venture and what are the first few steps one should consider as they decide to start a startup all right so i would say it's as easy or difficult as you enter a new relationship you know it's all about the mindset and not having plan b which allows you to give it all that you have to make it work uh, having said this it's important to have preferably a financial run rate to take you through the first 3 years and also knowing that your personal life is going to take a back seat so if you're someone who's looking to build a venture and are in a relationship then not just you but your partner also needs to be ready for this journey as they play the partner plays an important role in providing you the much needed emotional support okay so it was interesting when you suggested discussing this with the partner i also wish to do something of my own someday but i never thought of discussing this with my partner so thank you for this and now coming to a question on funding i'm keen to know your views about raising funding for a venture oh i think it's a great thing to do provided the investors come in as strategic partners okay so what is the best way to reach out to investors You know India is becoming an extremely startup friendly nation so there are a lot of i mean i guess if you just google you would know but if you're part of a lot of startup communities you're part of accelerator programs or you know you have accelerator state accelerators then you have something called as tai you have for example telangana has something called as ti hub so if you're part of these you will know about these programs on your own once you're in that startup community 
So, and then you have a lot of angel investors who are ready mm -hmm. to invest or believe in you. So getting funding is becoming way easier than it was uh, earlier. Cool. So this is very helpful. So when I think about startups and like doing startup, the one big thing which scares me is like, all of a sudden there will be like no source of income for myself and uh, like I have my own responsibilities and stuff. So how does how does that come into play? Like so I did mention Shrishti, you know, that when anybody is looking to build their own venture, I think one of the things that they need to look into is, you know, try and have a run rate, a financial run rate for three years. Yeah, so yeah. that they have money, they have their own money or sources of sources of financial support uh, that will take them through for the first three years. Okay, so you meant that by financial run rate. Okay, so do you want to go in depth about it a bit, like some example maybe? Okay, so yeah, so you, it could be your own saving, right? It mm -hmm. could be a loan that you've taken, you know, from the bank. Right. It could be your friends and family who are investing in you, financially investing in you. So, you know, so these are the people. Uh, this is how you could look at just cushioning yourself for the first three years before you actually go before, you know, an investor comes in. And hopefully, you know, in the three years, you might have enough revenue that you may not even need the investors. Oh, OK. That's great. And thank you for answering that question. We are coming to a close to a podcast. I have a few personal questions for you and I'd love to know about your latest highs that you have experienced both personal and professional. Okay, so currently my life is all about AndyMet. I don't have a so-called personal, I mean, I don't see any difference between a personal or professional life, but I can share about a few highs uh, that I experienced and I'm experiencing now and then. I'm actually on a different planet when AndyMet is associated with trust or when I learn about a happy customer or even a happy team member. So this this gives me great joy. Okay, that's uh, beautiful. And like it also shows how invested you are into AndyMet. And so you truly seem to be breathing AndyMet. Now I wish to know, what would you say to a 25-year-old Shalini? Ah, I would ask the 25-year-old Shalini to not waste time by overthinking. And I would tell her it's okay to be single and to not compromise to be in a relationship because the society expects her to be in one. Okay. So about overthinking, so how do you tackle that i also struggle with overthinking and i think many people struggle with it so it would be good if you give some insights on how do you tackle overthinking so what do i do for overthinking actually i don't i think i have really calmed down when it comes to overthinking because i've realized overthinking doesn't allow me to think properly it doesn't allow me to find solutions to my challenges for example, you know, our app was to be launched, AndyMet's app was to be launched by mid-November. It's getting, it's gotten delayed by 30 days. Now, there are two things I could have done. I could have stressed myself out. Uh, I could have stressed the developers out. And in doing that, everybody would have been unproductive, 
whilst I told myself it's okay, Shalini, it's fine. Thirty days do not matter. Think of long term. So I really talk to myself whenever I am stuck in such a situation. Earlier, I did. I never talked to myself. I was, you know, I would just overthink and mess it out for myself. Not only do I do this when I'm at my wit's end, I also reach out to therapists and I talk to them. And whilst I do that, I kind of get my answers. Not only this, I also indulge in exercise. I totally believe in it. Be it the gym, be it yoga, or be it running. So I kind of challenge myself. You know, I give myself small goals, both professionally and personally. And you know, when you achieve the goal, you know, you feel elated. You feel good. So I think that also is helping me to not overthink, and I've been doing this for quite a few years. Um, and you know, if I may also give credit to my late father, who I lost in August of this year, and that was the reason of, and we met going into hibernation because I was, I felt that he was, I needed to be there for him versus for and we met. And if I would have been younger, I think I would have gone nuts. That how do I balance both? So I told myself, what is a priority right now? Let's take small steps. Let's achieve them. You know, so take small steps towards your goal. And this is what I have been doing. It's working for me personally, Shristi. So uh, the small steps part, right? It also resonates with me. If I have a big project to do, I split that work into like very small, small tasks, and I just achieve. that task for the day and let's assume one month we have the whole or like one big chunk of work done that's very nice and uh, it it has helped me personally so now you said that you overthink as well so now you're doing that professionally implement it even in your personal life yeah that's really true and i would do that yeah on to the last question is there anything you wish to share with the listeners of be curious with shristi all right then i'd like to say that there is no manual whatsoever on the perfect type of relationship it's the couple in the relationship who decide and make their rules i would also like to mention that long term relationships remain long term if they are meaningful and if you and your partner are growing in it as well as learning to overcome challenges thrown at you at different stages in life at the same time i would say it's okay to walk out of an unhealthy relationship and look for love again and it's fine it's absolutely okay to ask for help by visiting a relationship expert if and when you need it actually to be honest i would say go visit a relationship expert at least once a year and lastly i'd like to thank you for inviting me to the be curious podcast and thank the listeners for listening to us shalini thank you so much for your time and with this we end our another episode thank you